Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello and welcome back. Today, I'm talking with T.J. Alexander about their new debut novel, Chef's Kiss. Welcome, T.J. Hi, thanks for having me, Dan. My pleasure. I enjoyed this book so much. It should come with it should come with a cake or recipes or something, something to nibble on while you're eating. And no, reading. it definitely should. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you bake uh, in real life. Yes, not professionally, but I try my best to bake. And actually, exciting news, um, as of today, there is a nice handy-dandy little recipe booklet that you can download if you want to cook along with some of the food that appears in the book. You can find that on my website. Now, I, I'm sure I can tell everyone all about that. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything you want. Awesome. That's wonderful. I enjoyed the characters as they unfolded as a flower that blooms you took a great deal of care in letting each of your characters come to their maturity where they did and that was a really really interesting thing for me oh thank you i know early on simone says that she keeps her professional and her private life separately and i think so many of us do that in this world um, mm. do you want to speak a little bit about that and how it feels to you as far as Simone, the characters, you, whatever? Yeah. Um, I, I knew when I started writing this book that I wanted to write uh, a story about, um, you know, not just queer people, but queer adults, you know, navigating work situations and careers and all that kind of uh, adult stuff. And I think as queer people and and Simone is 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 also a queer woman she's bisexual but she doesn't like to make a big deal about it you know <laughs> she just wants to get on with her life um as as many of us do and you know uh, for that reason she is very validly um you know not uh into talking about that in in the work environment and uh when we first meet Ray the love interest in the book who is non-binary, you know, uh, at first, there's a, a, a good chunk of the book where Ray is not out at work um, either. And uh, that changes later and, you know, no spoilers, but that's kind of what the book is about. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I, I wanted to just kind of, I, I think that so much of our lives um, are spent working or at work. Um, and for Simone, like her career is her life, her, her, um, you know, her path on this very, very difficult path uh, of being a woman in the culinary industry. Um, you know, she has to be a bit of a hard ass sometimes. She has to have a little bit of a tough ex exterior. And she has to keep herself kind of guarded, I think, in a lot of ways. And she doesn't realize it, but she and Ray have that in common. She, she later finds out that in, in some ways they have that in common, even though, you know, uh, yeah, you know, at first it seems like Ray is very like what you see is what you get, and everything is kind <laughs> of like just off the cuff because Ray is very open and friendly. But you know, for a lot of really good reasons, um, non-binary people might not feel comfortable um, coming out as non-binary at work. 
Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that in the book and I wanted to um, just show like, you know, how those two things um, are, are similar and different. Um, you know, a lot of people might judge a trans or non-binary person for not being fully out, you know, in every aspect. And, you know, I, we, that would be great if we all could, but, you know, it's not always, that's not always the case. So, yeah. I, that was one of the things that I liked about your characters. They were already grown. They mm. knew who they were. They were comfortable. It, so there was no coming from a place of shame. Right. Was, it's a beautiful thing to read. It's a very positive spin you've put on these characters. And as you say, both Simone and Ray are comfortable in their skin. They have to work. You know, that darned work shit gets in the way sometimes, you know? <laughs> I know it. <laughs> I, I always ask, why don't they just send the check here? I don't really have to go anywhere. Just send me the money. It'll be okay. <laughs> just give me a small stipend. I don't need a lot to live no, off of. Just enough to live nicely on. So. <laughs> just a couple brightly patterned button-up shirts a year and, and some food and I'll be fine. I totally agree. Yeah. One, of the, one of the other things is when you're a little more mature as I am and you're coming to a book that's really about people who are quite a bit younger than I am, I'm always curious at how it's going to happen. And of course, I have great hope for the future. I just believe that younger people are truly the path to a better life for everybody. But then mm. we get a character like Chase, who is the same age or around the same age as mm. the other characters in the book. And Chase is handled really nicely. Chase is not somebody most readers will fall in love with, but it is a reminder that those voices still exist. Oh, sure. And Chase is, is sort of the, you know, um, if there is a villain in the book, it's, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably going to be uh, pegged as Chase. Um, he's sort of just the, you know, I, I've worked with this guy. I'm sure a lot of people have met a version of this guy who's just a smarmy, know-it-all, boring kind of guy who just sort of gets handed everything that he has, you know, uh, accomplished. Um, as opposed to Simone and, and in a lot of ways, Ray, who have had to work really hard to get where they are. And Chase's, um, you know, villainy, you know, comes out even more, uh, I think, apparently when, you know, everyone um, learns that uh, that Ray is non-binary, when Ray comes out at work as non-binary, Chase, um, you know, isn't supportive. And I wanted to make it clear, and I hope, I hope that comes through, that like, for Chase and a lot of people who engage in this bigoted behavior, it may or may not be because they honestly believe that like trans and non-binary people don't deserve respect. It's like they see somebody that might be getting something that they want, you know, more respect or, or you know, whatever, more power in the workplace in, in this case. And they think to themselves, well, I can use this to my advantage. I can use this, you know, to, to bring this person down a peg. And if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. You know, it's a doggy dog world out there. And so that's where his sort of thought process is coming from, which is, you know, I'm sure we've all experienced that, um, that attitude in people who are treating us like crap. And, and they're like, it's not that I am homophobic. It's not that I'm transphobic. It's just that da, 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 da. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where Chase comes from. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I think, you know, any generation of, of person will, will find a, 
a jerk like that in, in the barrel, you know? Absolutely. And then of course, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Lizette who is, who is so wonderful. And yes. I want to, I want to either adopt or be adopted by Lizette. It doesn't matter which way. You know? <laughs> yes. Lizette is the um, longtime uh, successful celebrity chef who is like Simone's idol. Like Simone has been watching her on TV since she was a little kid and just wants to be her when she grows up. And Lizette turns out to be sort of this heroic figure in the book. Uh, don't want to spoil anything, but like, you know, <laughs> she she is a symbol at first of like, you know, I want to be as good at, you know, what I do as this person who's had so much success. But then we learn that, you know, on a, on a more personal level that Lizette, despite being an older lady, um, is really chill, <laughs> like is, <laughs> is very cool with the gays and, and the non-binary folks. So yeah, that was a really fun character to write. Um, she's just a mashup of every uh, celebrity chef that I also want to be adopted by or, you know, <laughs> invited to a cocktail party of. Um, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. It's, uh, I had uh, Taj McCoy on recently and her book is Savvy Sheldon Feels Good as Hell. And there she was um, very recipe oriented as well. She's a, a chef and then you're a baker. And I've loved that food, something I enjoy very much, has mm. settled into both of your books. And I think it's, you handle it nicely. And I will say for everybody who hasn't quite read your book, and they should, um, it's very obvious you know what you're doing in the kitchen. So I so enjoyed that. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I think I have ideas about what to do in the kitchen. In real life, I'm not always as successful as my dreams <laughs> are. Um, a lot of the recipes in the book were things that I just kind of made up out of thin air or imagined or thought like, well, I've seen people do something like this on TV. And I'm sure if I were a professional chef, this is something that I would think to do. Um, and, and that was very, very fun. And then when the book was about to come out, the very sweet people at Simon Schuster said, you know, we should do like a recipe booklet for all this stuff. And I was like, that would be great. Let's do that. And they were like, okay. So like, send us those recipes and we'll like make them into a cute little, and I was like, oh, me? Like, who? <laughs> don't you have some kind of professional chef on staff who could like figure out how a person would make this in real life? And they were like, no, you're that person. I was like, oh, okay, um, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I, can already, I can already see a second book on the near horizon, you know? Yeah, well, there will be actually a second book on the near horizon. I think I'm allowed to talk about it now. Um, th so the the uh, deal that I signed with uh, Simon Schuster was for two books. Uh, Chef's Kiss is the first book, and the follow-up should come out um, sometime next year, around this time. Uh, and it's going to be a direct sequel to Chef's Kiss. It's also going to be a foodie romance, and it's going oh. to star Luna, Simone's roommate. So, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, we're we're working on it right now, and well, I say we like it's just me. <laughs> More people will be working on it eventually, but right now it's just me in a room. Me, myself, and I. Yeah, <laughs> I am working on it. Uh, when all of you get back from vacation, you will all start on it. I see how. It yes, is. we. <laughs> all the brain cells, all three of them that I have left functioning will um, really be buckling down <laughs> and finishing up this book. So yeah, uh, I'm excited about that story. Uh, I hope people enjoy it. 
I think they will. You know, one of the things, uh, speaking of Luna, you know, Simone and Luna have such a loving and lovely relationship as roommates. <clears throat> and I find that in life, uh, we're fortunate when we find um, friends and loved ones and lovers and our tribe. And that is something that um, is so eloquently brought, by, brought out in your book about the tribe and you see the people who stick together and how they move together. And it's, it's nice because it's sort of like a stream in my mind, you know, the stream moves along and these people, you know, if we're lucky, we find our tribe and we move through life that way. And so I really do appreciate that from you. Thank you. Yeah, I I love the relationship between Simone and Luna, too. And it was funny when we were going through the edits of this book, you know, and marking things that like, ooh, this might not be very realistic or whatever. I think one of the, the running jokes was like, well, you know, this is a piece of fiction because these are New York roommates who have stuck together for years and years and get along really well, <laughs> which like is so rare and hardly ever happens. Um, but yeah, no, I've had friends who have all, who have also been my roommates who, you know, are I would consider my best friends and, and who have stuck th with me through through, through it all, and I love it. And I, I wanted to bring a little bit of that, yeah, into into Simone's life because I think she considers herself pretty friendless. Like she doesn't have a ton of close friendships. But then, as you know, the book progresses and she kind of opens up a little bit more, we get to see her, you know, enjoying the company of others and, and being more friendly. And, and I think Luna definitely brings that out in her um, very well. I agree. So are you on the shy side or the extroverted side personally? Or <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on the day. Um, no, I've been I've been describing myself lately in terms of like, I feel like I am very much a, a Ray, a very much an extrovert, um, you know, in public or when people first meet me. I think um, my friends who have known me for a really long time and who maybe I feel a little bit more comfortable around having a breakdown, um, <laughs> know, you know, think that of me as a more introverted person. Um, you know, I like to sit at home and read and drink a bunch of chamomile tea and not talk to people for, you know, big lengths of time. Like that's also <laughs> very fun for me. So yeah, I see myself as um, really split down the middle. And I think the fun part of this book and seeing Ray and Simone kind of representing those two parts of a personality, um, it was, you know, kind of like showing how they can work together and, and come together instead of like clash, which I think is, you know, for people like me who feel like they're kind of doing both ways. <laughs> I think that's very comforting to be like, oh, we don't have to fight. Like these two parts of your personality can can coexist. I love it. I totally agree with you on that. There are some days where, you know, the last place I'm going is home. I'm going to keep the party going. And then there are some days I come home and I shut the door and I really don't care whether the world exists or not. Mm-hmm. Another lovely thing I found was the romance uh, between Simone and Ray, especially towards the end. It was very nicely done and just, it was so, you gave your characters love and they were very loving people. And that's always such a fun thing to read. Uh, we all know that in life, their speed bumps and their you know breaks in the road and all kinds of stuff like that. But it's really lovely to see people who find love and they express love. And that was really lovely. 
Well, That's thank a whole you. Lot of love, love, love. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's, I, I love it. I love all that love. Yeah, it's um, their romance is definitely a slow burn, so it takes um almost an entire book for them <laughs> to kind of uh, get it together and and understand what's happening, um, which I think is very fun, you know, um, especially for their kinds of personalities where, you know, we're seeing the story from Simone's perspective and in her mind, there's like absolutely no way that this incredibly charismatic and, you know, attractive person would ever be into her like that and like, we the readers are very very smart and so <laughs> we're like seeing how silly she's being and not picking up on on any of these clues that ray is like absolutely yes totally into her <laughs> and um and so we get to see them develop like first a uh, a working relationship that's not as acrimonious as their first meeting and then you know to friends and then like very very close friends until the point where it's like okay you can <laughs> you can stop being so stupid about this now um yeah but yeah i wanted to make sure that like every stage of their relationship was just like about mutual love and respect um because otherwise it wouldn't have worked otherwise ray wouldn't have you know come out to simone um simone wouldn't have shared all that uh stuff about herself with ray so yeah, it had to, it had to be love at every every layer. <laughs> I am I approve if I get that chance. So yeah, <laughs> I love it. So awesome. how about share with us um, your social? You have a website too, I believe. Is that correct? I do. It's tjalexander.com. You can find uh, the downloadable recipe booklet and everything, everything I've ever done on that website. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at tj. Alexander NYC, and that's it. I'm not on anything else. So that's all right. That's <laughs> okay. all right. <laughs> I am so excited. I mean, you here you are with your debut book. It is so wonderful. Congratulations. Thank I you really so much. I love it. Uh, I highly recommend it. Let's have a little picture of the, I never there. know where to it, put this. So there it is. There yeah. it is. Congratulations again. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Wonderful. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at Dan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out with Dan. <laughs>